Kong, I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And I am Pill as Hill. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Um, well, we are back again. I did say that we was going to make a triumphant return, me and Stephanie. And of course, <laughs> we're here for the SmackDown slash Rampage post-show. Uh, Stephanie, how are you feeling? I mean, we were just together like a couple of hours ago. Um, how are you feeling? You know, SmackDown, Rampage, tonight's show was quite interesting. I will say we got some returns. Uh, we got some new, new matches announced for Crown Jewel. Um, and a, a lot of things transpired on uh, Rampage tonight as well. I will say that. Yeah, I feel enthralled and I really feel like a lot of me um, feeling as excited as I am right now would not have come if we had not talked about the PWI before and then we were watching the show and then we did watch the other show and now we're here again. So I'm really happy. Um, I'm Yeah, I feel pretty okay with both of the shows. Um, there was a lot that happened and I can't wait to get into it because wow, just wow. I want my life to do me do right by me, but God is just like, girl, okay. Now I can look like my actual color and not look. What did you do? What do you mean? What did you do to the light? Did you touch it? Or did, you, <laughs> did you put the sign in front of it and then it changed? Like, is I it just put the sign in front of it and so that it can bring me back to life. Like, oh. Okay. I always do that. A lot of times throughout the show, a lot of times I'm always grabbing my whiteboard that we use for turn for the glam and I put it in front of me because the lighting will reflect and try to focus on this here because it's white. Mm -hmm. Meaning that I turn back to being not a ghost. So oh. I, know it's, I know it's Halloween season, but I'm not, that's not who I'm trying to be for Halloween as a ghost. So, okay. But <laughs> you guys know what we are here for. I mean, let's go ahead and pretty much dive into it. I mean, who? 
Okay, so if, if backstory, this match was happening, and a lot of matches were happening while we were still doing the PWI uh, top 10 150 list. And my man's Pete Butch was on screen while I was, you know, doing my thing over here. And I was like, oh my God, okay. But nonetheless, this opened up the show. Uh, the Brawling Boots versus- freaked out. It was funny. You know, it was <laughs> spot on. You have no idea. I was about to, I was about to jump through the t- jump through my screen literally because this man's match was first, and I wasn't able to watch it. But I did go back and actually watch rewatch SmackDown because it was on. It was on FS1. So yes, I'm here on YouTube. No ads. I know. I, listen, I know how y'all feel about the ads on Twitter. I mean, on Twitch and everything, but it pays some of the bills. Okay. Like, you're going to get an ad on YouTube as well, sometimes. But nonetheless, this match opened up here. The Brawling Roots versus Sami Zayn and Solo Sequoia. Um, this was a, a really good opening. These guys really, really, really put on a phenomenal match. I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot while going back to actually watch it. And pretty much seeing what the outcome was. And, I mean... What, what can you expect? I mean, Butch Pete, of course, is being himself, being very aggressive. But I, I like the fact that I am able to see him wrestle when there was a time where he would come up to the main roster, where he was a part of the main roster, and he wasn't wrestling, like, at all, or he would wrestle, like, every now and then. So it's nice to actually have the opportunity to see him and Ridge, who came from NXT, be together, be a tag, and everything like that. While Sheamus is absent because he got married today, so congratulations to Sheamus and his girlfriend, his fiance, well, wife. I think her name is Isabella, and they got married today. So shout out to them. They got married, I think, in New York, to be exact. And Drew McIntyre was there, being the best man, and Miro was there as well. A lot of families and friends were there as well to celebrate their holy matrimony. And Shout out to Seamus for being married. So now we need you to come back after the honeymoon and everything and kick some ass. Because they, the bloodline, took you out. You know. So you can go get married. But also, they still took you out. So now it leaves um, Pete Butch and uh, Ridge Hollins kind of to themselves. But nonetheless, you got the Usos out there. You know, of course, the whole bloodline comes out and everything like that. The whole bloodline comes out and everything, and it's so nice to see everyone out there. But the Rolling Bruce win, and it's only because Sammy and Jay still can't get on the same page. So, Stephanie, this being the opening match, before we even get to the real drama <laughs> that happened after the, the loss of Solo and Sammy Zayn, what did you think about this match here? I thought it was really good. Um, the Brawling Brutes were definitely operating on all of their um, awesomeness, especially Butch, because even while we were in the panel and I looked over to look on my other screen and I, ooh, excuse me, and I saw Butch popping off the way he was, I was just like, come on in. Like he was just all over the place. He was flipping, he was smacking, he was kicking. I was just like, yes. I enjoyed it um, very much. When I went back and watched um, clips of the match itself, I did enjoy the match a lot. Um, I just, it's just so funny um, how Sammy 
has just become this new honorary oos, but yet somehow another can't ever truly get on the same page with Jay, and that just gets in the way. So yeah, and it and it was a little bit different seeing the brawling Bruce without Sheamus, but you know Sheamus got attacked last week and. The bloodline reached another level of brutality that we haven't really seen from them in a minute. So they are just, you know, on the warpath. But it's good that the Brutes were able to actually get this win on behalf of their buddy, um, who was indeed off truly getting married to his um, lady love. So, yeah, um, I liked the match. It was cool. Yeah, I definitely do agree. Uh, Joseph said the Brutes are on a roll right now. It's almost an upset whenever the bloodline loses with how dominated they are. And and Sammy right. and Solo have been pretty dominant within their singles matches and even, you know, being a tag working together. So they've been pretty dominant. So this is really kind of like Solo's first, well, yeah, I guess you, I mean, you can't really say first loss because he, he was in that fatal four-way match, but he lost in it too. But to say like, if it's something to run around a bloodline, this would be considered like Sammy and, Solo's like loss and everything. It's kind of detrimental to the bloodline because Jay and Sammy cannot get on the same page. Oh, it seems as if like maybe Jay and and uh Jimmy, the brothers, are not getting on the same page either, just a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of tension between this photo right here. This is the first time I really will have to say that I've seen like Jimmy and Jay look at each other like this. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, you know, this whole, you know, the brother versus brother thing, we've only, I mean, of course, we want to see them like Kane and Undertaker and like Matt and Jeff. Never really with Jimmy and Jay. You know, we've never seen them in a one on one match with each other. We've never seen them have like a few with each other or anything like that. So a lot of elements to this bloodline story. It's starting to spiral out within just the bloodline, to be exact. You know what I'm saying? And so after the loss, they get a, you know, Roman Reigns returns tonight along with Paul Heyman. And, well, the sadness and the the disappointment of having to hear, looks like these boys are all lined up to get that, get you know, get, you know, get a switch and get, get beat, you know? That's how it looks. That's how it looks. All the cousins are lined up and the uncle comes in and say, you know what? Turn around. Let me go ahead and get y'all this little beat down right quick. But <clears throat> Roman had a lot to say in regards to trying to figure out what the real issue is between Sammy and Jay. Let's hash it out inside the ring. Let's talk about it. Let's get down to the bottom of what the real issue is. And they both hashed it out. If you want to, if I say like, Sam was more so of, well, you know, he's coming to be a part of this. He's been trying his best to prove and show every week that he wants to be a part of the line, that he's he's showing his loyalty and everything like that. While Jay, on the other hand, is like, you know, I will literally take, like, blood from my family. I, I'm a part of the bloodline. We all share the same blood, real blood at that. And you just trying to come up here and try to take over and be something that you're not. You are not a part of the bloodline. You do not Mm -hmm. share blood as me, different things like that. I mean, Sammy, he's just trying to, you know, show that this is not what the tribal chief wants. And Jay, I don't know where this energy came from, 
what the tribal chief has to say. And it's like, oh, okay. Yep. Right. Yep. There, th- that's it. That's it. That's that's it. You guys have a great night. Thank you guys so much for coming. I'm gonna need y'all to get the hell out of here. That's the end of the show. I don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen Wrap it with up. Jay Uso because the look on Roman's face is like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? And it's just you like give a what? Ooh, Jay, Jay. I mean, and, and honestly, truly, it seemed like Jay was was like not backing down by what he meant either, though. Like he was really, you know, normally when Jay says some things, he kind of puts his head down like a like cowardly, like a little dog, whatever. Jay said, "I got that dog in me tonight. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna play around no more. I'm sick of it. I'm tired." He really is. And I mean, although Sammy, of course, always still kind of crack jokes and shit like he always does. And uh, literally almost have them, I mean, you could say break character and everything like that, but Roman seems to really be on Sammy's side. If you think about it. He's really on Sammy's side. He literally said that he could make Sammy an Uso. And the crowd just Sammy Uso, and it's like, the happiness and the the fun and like the the he just seems so like thankful and grateful that maybe he could one day be a new <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. But Stephanie, I mean, this whole segment here after the match, and do you do you honestly think that? And I know we talk about this all the time, where it seems like maybe at one point they may try to exile. Jay from the bloodline, honestly, and really place Sammy in 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 the spot of Jay Uso. Oh my god, that would devastate me. <laughs> because as much as 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 entertaining as this is, and as precious mm-hmm. as it is that Sammy wants to be a part of the thing, simply because of the fact that everybody wants to be an Uso because the Usos are cool or whatever. But it's just it breaks my heart that there's the possibility that Jay might get excommunicated from the family because it's like he said in the promo, like he actually shares the blood. Mm -hmm. Like he is a part of the bloodline you know, from from the womb to the tomb. And you have, and from the womb to the tomb, that's the entire bloodline with the exception of Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. and Sammy and then you have Sammy trying to come in and you know infiltrate this thing and he's an outsider you know from Canada and it's just like he's just like bro like what are you doing here so Jay has a legitimate gripe but the idea that Sammy is infiltrating them and actually getting the rest of them on his side is, and then making Jay look like he's crazy it's like Sammy has mastered the art of gaslighting along with Roman and it's just so terrible it's almost like Jay is like can't you see that this dude is trying to mess with us he's not one of us but the rest of them are just like ha ha he's, he's just goofy let's just uh, 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 you know and it's really getting on Jay's nerves but if they do excommunicate him like would would the bloodline be able to deal with a rogue Jay that's my biggest question I don't know. I mean, they already say he's a hothead anyway. They always say he's an mm-hmm. aggressor. So, I mean, can we, like, who is who would Jay Uso really be if he doesn't, if he's not a part of Bloodline, if he is not tagging with his brother, 
to be exact. And it seems as if like they would re completely remove Jim, well, excuse me, remove Jay from the bloodline. And then what's going to happen? Jay, I mean, Jay might take everybody out one by one, but the only person that would, well, I don't know about taking out Solo. Solo Solo's a little different. And I don't know if he's going to take out Solo like that, but maybe Sammy, maybe do something to take his own brother out. I mean, maybe there, maybe there could be a moment where, you know, I just think that maybe what if eventually at one point, I think that Solo and maybe Jimmy will see where Jay is coming from. And mm -hmm. then the only bloodline that would be left will be Paul Heyman, Sammy, and Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. That could be something. Maybe. Yeah. It really could be. But who knows, guys? It's the story continues to elevate and, and become more interesting every week and for me it's not because of Roman it's because of people around him but but let me just say <laughs> I, I did enjoy the idea I, it's it's made it to TikTok, TikTok now when Jay was like I don't give a damn what the tribal chiefs <laughs> and then Roman looked up like what like that's on TikTok now and I'm just child they be moving real quick with them videos I'll tell you that much their they social media quick. team is A1 <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of reels being made with the audio. I want to say that. I can't wait. <laughs> Speaking of can't wait, we get to see Bray Wyatt addresses his demons. <sighs> oh, yeah. But was it a demon? To be honest, we definitely find out towards towards the end of the show. Uh, but let's keep moving forward. Um, yes, we had the New Day versus MMM, Maximum Bell Models. Mm -hmm. um, this was a, a very unorthodox match, I would have to say. It's, it's a lot of colors going on in here. And, and it's just it seems very much like this is something that you would see on like 2K Universe or something. Where it's just like a really random match happening that really doesn't make any sense. Although it was quite entertaining, that's about it. But I mean, the the uh, New Day made it very known that once they're done with Maximum Male Models, they really have their eyes set on facing, getting themselves involved with the Usos again and maybe capturing those tag team titles. Maybe so. Who really knows? But I mean, it could happen. Um... Sammy says, can Dodie please tell me where I can get May shorts from? Um, probably Walmart. I don't know. Amazon. There's a lot of a lot of places you can go to. But nonetheless, this match was it was, it was straight, I guess. And the New Day, of course, ended up winning. So, Stephanie, of course, anytime you get to see Xavier Woods, someone who's your birthday twin on your TV screen, you can't help but to just, you know, be in awe. <laughs> so, what did you think of this match? Of course, I was happy to see them bounce back because lately the New Day has just been on a string of losing streaks, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad to see them win this, even though it was kind of quick or whatever. But I'm trying to, a part of me, you know, even though they did say that they want to face the Usos again for those tag titles, because I mean, mm -hmm. of course, you know, 
they just need they need to go for something <clears throat> and the usos you know and the new day have you know history so to mm -hmm. see them fight again, I wouldn't be mad about it, but I'm just not sure exactly how much of a chance that they knew they would have at this point. Seeing as the Usos are, you know, part of the bloodline and everything and stuff like that, I'm just not sure how much of a chance they would have. And it makes me sad to say that because I love me some New Day. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm glad that they won this match. Also, it was really cool to see them, you know, on the red carpet for Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, with Biggie. Yes, but I'm trying to figure out what is the direction for the maximum male models now that um, Max Dupree is LA Knight now. Um, I guess they'll kind of just continue to figure out what their next step is going to be, I guess. Maybe recruit some new people to be a part or, you know, continue to wazzy their way up to <clears throat> having different matches. I think eventually at some point, maybe the maximum male models team may die down. And uh, you know we might they might just go back to back to being you know regular. Um, I see Sam says supposedly Tyler Breeze is to be coming is supposed to be coming back. That would be perfect. Be mentor, I think that'll be great if 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 it happens that way. Um, if he does come back, I know he is back doing the whole up, up, down, down thing. So, I mean, if he does come back and you know kind of assist them on how to be you know compatible with Prince Pretty, then, I mean, <clears throat> I think that'd be great. But, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Uh, Joseph says, we found out later, it may not be the Usos that the New Day face for the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That is very true. That's and true. towards the end of the show, we would definitely um, um, talk about the matches for Crown Jewel, two matches for Crown Jewel that were um, announced for tonight. But, of course, this is Women's Wrestling Talk. Wait, what? As long as he's far away from Mason, I'm good. Ciao. Mason, all the help he can get. Um, moving on to what we're here for, and that is definitely women's wrestling, because this is women's wrestling talk. Uh, mm -hmm. Liv Morgan is back on a prowl. She's back to life. Um, she got <laughs> after being stabbed to death, brutally murdered by Chucky. Oh, God. Supposedly. It was so brutal. It was the worst acting I've seen in my entire life. Um, oh. But it's Liv Morgan. Well, Sonya Deville, before we got here, Sonya Deville was chit-chatting with uh, Kayla about Liv Morgan and how she's going all crazy because she's lost her title now. She doesn't know what to do and all this and that. And Liv just wasn't too fond of Sonya still talking about her, even though they had a match last week. And so she, um, they had a big brawl um, right there in front of what well, Kayla ran before Liv even popped up anyway but that a big brawl right there child that a big brawl right there and uh, Liv Morgan has literally looks like a deranged person I tell you that much right here in this picture it definitely shows it a lot and I just think that you know this is like Sam well I don't I mean Sam said that she's becoming unhinged so I love this uh character development well I mean she's She's doing something, you know what I'm saying? She's showing a, a little, uh, someone who loses something that she once had or has always dreamt about having. And now she doesn't know what to do. Uh, shout out to Liv Morgan for, you know, making eight years of being a part of the Dodie universe, the Dodie, uh, you know, staff and everything like that as a wrestler. Um, she debuted eight years ago and here we are now, 2022. And Liv Morgan has lost her mind. I will say that 
but I guess in a good way for those who like it. I, I do like it. I like it because it's really different. Like, I just really like how different it is. I I mean, even though we've seen people be unhinged, women be unhinged on television before in WWE. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like the way she's doing it, it was kind of like a. it's very gradual. It's like mm-hmm. you kind of saw hints of it, but then it's just like after she lost at Extreme Rules, it just it, it kind of like went to level one and then it went to level two and then level three. And now I guess we're on level four now. So I actually like her, you know, going crazy. And you would think that after so after Sonya, you know, endured a beatdown from her twice already, whether, you know, backstage and in the ring, you would think she learned her lesson, but Sonya <coughs> is just going to keep running her mouth as long as she feels like she can. And it's just like, girl, how many butt whoopings can you take? Well, they kind of just mean that Liv Morgan's not doing enough if she can't shut Sonya Deville up. That's what I can think of. Uh, Sam said, what is this? All the things she said theme for next week taping, but he said it's from herself. I know that was uh, Victoria's old theme. I do know that before she got the, like, different song that she had and everything. But, I mean, if she does have that, then, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out next week because they are taping uh, SmackDown for next week's episode tonight as well in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, because, of course, you know, Crown Jewel is next week, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. But go ahead, Stephanie. Um, If that's the case, and I hope she does use that song because that's my song. Um, Oh, my God, the 2000s. Um, But it's just, I feel like Sonya just... I just feel like it's just so funny. She has all this stuff to say about Liv um, mm-hmm. and how she wasn't good enough as a champion, but yet she's never held a title <clears> in her life. I just think that's so funny how Sonya has all of that hubris, but yet has never picked up a title on her own since she's been there. I mean, she had a Thor figure title. That counts. <laughs> I mean, but does it? But that. I, that doesn't count, count like a championship does. You know what I mean. She ain't ever had no championship. Like, I mean, she had authority figure. That's 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 a a very powerful title to have, although she wasn't using it the way that she should have. Um, but nonetheless, um, we will find out some news between Liv and Sonya towards the end of the show as well, because they did announce the match for next week. Uh, moving on to more women. So, Ronda Rousey has a open challenge for her SmackDown, oh, well, SmackDown champion, because she doesn't want to use the term women anymore. Um, mm. And, well, a lot of speculations on who could it be. Was it really by the name of the title? You can obviously see exactly who it was. Emma. Uh, Emma returned tonight. Um, and, well, I knew about it. Already, well, not 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 that Emma, not that not the innocent Stephanie. Not, not, not I know, Emma. I know, I know. She's what? What I do, Sam? I I'm just saying, like I don't listen. It was nice for her to be back. It was spoiled for me on multiple occasions. Yeah. I mean, people were already sharing on social media 30,000 times, like, Emma is coming back. Emma's supposed to be the, the person that's going to be 
uh, accepting Ronda's open challenge and all this and that. And the match itself, it was okay. It was cool. I, I mean, it, I mean, it's an open challenge. You can't really expect much. I mean, they went a, a few minutes, you know, which is pretty cool, I guess, you know, with Emma making a debut. But I mean, to, to those who watch Emma in NXT and a little bit on the main roster, you know, of course you you're gonna be like, oh my God, Emma, yay, girl, okay. Shout out to you. You're back in WWE. You're you're looking like Emma, you know, the way that you left off and everything like that. So it's really cool. On the other end, it's like, who is this woman? You don't know her. She wasn't a lot of people who didn't wasn't watching NXT back in that time don't even know who the hell she is. Unless you watch her in other promotions like Impact, where she was holding the knockouts tag team titles with Madison Rain being Tennille Dashwood was her real name. So there's a lot of factors that go in into this, but it was cool. It was it was all right. It wasn't the best match at all whatsoever, especially for this being like a return for Emma. You know, it, it could have been something better for her, but when you got run arouse in the ring, yeah, I don't really expect much. Um, but Ronda ended up still retaining her title. Um, and yeah, Stephanie, what did, what did, what did, what did you think? Did the, were you excited to see Emma? Were you like, did you think Ronda was going to lose her title like this in an open challenge? You know, somebody could have pulled a Kurt Angle, you know, and take the gold medals and everything like Eugene did. Something like that. Yeah. Um, this was spoiled for me too even though i try not to lean heavily into what you see online because people can say one thing and then it turns out to be something completely different or somebody completely different so i was my mind was open to the idea that it might not be emma but when it was emma i was like oh snap it really is emma um okay girl welcome back like i was actually happy um and then when i watched the match even though even though it was, you know, pretty, you know, standard stuff where you could see that Ronda was going to retain, like mm -hmm. Emma still tried her level best to actually, you know, one up Ronda. And there was yeah. a couple of moments where Ronda did kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, I got this under control, blah, blah, blah. But then she really didn't. And Emma was like, first of all, you ain't going to outdo me. And she really did kind of, you know, out wrestle her and kind of had some of her moves scouted. But in the end, you know, Rhonda tapped her out so that was kind of the end of it but i was excited that emma was trying the best that she could and i actually and even though a lot of people are saying that it was sloppy on the count of Rhonda, i'm hoping maybe emma will have a rematch i don't know but either way it was still good to see emma back i don't know um, Joseph said, no matter who answered the challenge, there would be people pissed that Ronda needed extreme rules to beat Liv Morgan. I don't think she needed extreme rules to beat Liv Morgan. I just knew that if Ronda was going to be put back into the title picture, there was no way that was going to let Liv Morgan win three times in a row against this woman. There's actually no way. Like, I didn't, I didn't believe it as a long shot because, okay, she already, she already, beat Rhonda in various different ways. I'm not going to count money in the bank because either way it go, no matter how you cash in, it is what it is, you know, but for SummerSlam, definitely a shitty way to, to lose, to lose, to live Morgan again. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, like, 
hey Brian, what's up? And hey, I mean, Brian. I'm just like, my thing is that Rhonda wasn't was not gonna lose for the third time against Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan can keep the accolade of being the only woman to be to defeat Ronda Rousey twice. That's great. But then the day, a lot of people are probably not gonna remember that Liv Morgan even had a title reign. Maybe her fans will. No, like being like being honest though. There's a there are a lot of title reigns that people have forgotten that people have had because it was so short and the only person that she really wrestled was for her title was Ronda and Shayna. To be honest, she may have had a match with Shotzi, you know, she may have had a, a match with like Natty and all this and that, but is it rememberable? Are people gonna are people gonna be ten years, twenty years later remembering that Liv Morgan had a wonderful match against such and such for this title? No, because it's going to be overshadowed the fact that she lost to Ronda laughing in an armbar that was awfully put in by Ronda. So, I mean, I don't know. But, but here's the thing, though. If she, if with this character development, as she's developing it, do you think that there might be an opportunity for her to possibly challenge for the title again and win it back as a more unhinged um, live? That's only if if Rhonda is possibly still holding this title. We don't like she still like live going through this character development of being unhinged, being this crazy, bad out of hell woman who is upset and mad and angry because she lost the one thing that really meant that meant something to her was the, the SmackDown Women's title. And so she's gonna have to figure out a way to work her way back up like everybody else has to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if this character just transpires and it, and it goes the way that it needs to go, and she does get back into the title picture, depending on who she's facing, my ice maker has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was like. Girl, did you read the chair? <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. I, I personally don't see Liv winning another title unless it's like a tag team title. Maybe that. And she 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 didn't even, she hadn't even win that an opportunity that she could have had. So but that's just me though. You know. Anybody else would be like, yeah, she'll win another title somewhere down in the future. I don't know. She, she gotta get her she gotta get herself together first. But she could. She might. She could. It's very possible if she, she could, could, but if she can, if she could, do it again. She can. Without money in the bank. She can. She might. If it's possible, you know, I'm not Anything putting up past Liv Morgan. I have no, I don't have no faith in Liv Morgan. If whatever happens, happens for her. If she if she wins another title, then that's great. Shout out to her. She's won another title. Impossible things happen every day. That is very true. Whitney Houston said that. That is very true. Shout out to Whitney Houston. However, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But speaking of champions, Bianca Belair Yay! versus Bailey in a last woman standing match for the Rawman champion at Crown Jewel. I'm not going to get too much into this because, I mean, we know the 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 story that has been going on between these two ladies. And I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna transpire. Whatever the outcome is, whatever the outcome win. is, I will be okay. 
I'm gonna say that. I will not. Because my thing is that Bailey has damage control. It's all about who Bianca has. Bianca has already beaten Bailey, even with damage control assist in the latter match. Exactly. But this is a last woman standing match. Bianca's gonna have to be knocked the hell out in order for Bailey to win. And I'm I don't think I've really seen Bianca be knocked the hell out to a 10 count till she couldn't get the hell back up like that. So, and Bailey is familiar with being in a last woman standing match. She knows the ins and outs of being in a last woman standing match. Bianca does not. You know what I'm saying? So this here is going to be quite interesting. The way, like I said, whatever the outcome is, we're definitely going to find out Monday what the closing thing is going to be. And um, I'm I'm excited to see, you know, what, what transpires come Monday. Uh, definitely be here I, for the post-show. I do have something to say about this, if you don't mind me speaking on this, because I know this isn't my after show. But let me just say... <laughs> That a lot of people had doubts about Bianca Belair never having been in Hell in the Cell and she still beat Bailey in that. So, hey, mm-hmm. she's the EST for a reason. And I see her winning this last woman standing match because, Bailey girl, you've tried under multiple stipulations to try to beat this girl and you still can't. So, even with help, you still can't. Even with ladders, you still can't. Like, even when a one on one match this past Monday, you had help to still mm-hmm. beat her. So, no, I think it's the only not thing, Bailey's time. It's not. I it's think the only thing it. they can say about this is the fact that Bianca was pinned at Clash of the Castle by Bailey, and even with the un unreasonable why as to Nikki came out there to even attack Bianca and still help Bailey beat her and did beat up Bailey. It's a lot that goes into that. That we're probably going to get some answers come Monday, but there is, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, well, they're not going to make it an I quit match because they already had it with um, Charlotte and Rhonda. This is what this would have is supposed to have been an I quit match, but I think that this is something that could, that could really be like, wow, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, Joseph said, "Ain't no way Bailey will win last uh, woman standing match." And uh, I'm surprised they are doing it again. They will. I thought maybe we will see like a triple threat match between Bailey, Bianca, and Nikki. Well, I don't really know what Nikki's meaning is. I mean, Nikki attacked every every damn body, so like there's no really there's no really telling as to why she would be a part of this. I mean, she could interfere, you know, so she could try. She could she could be someone who could be a part with damage control or something. Who really knows exactly what what Nikki's motive was? The reason why she attacked everybody out there, nobody knows. I think this is just a yeah. I'm just a you know, it just it is what it is. Um, Nikki said this is going to build something for Survivor Series. It's definitely happening, especially with the war games happening. Bianca has experience being in war games. She has. She does. Bailey, no, does not. So, but I don't know. Um, hey, Dennis. Uh, yeah, well, we pretty much did the PWI uh, 150 top 10 list earlier. 
Um, so you have to kind of go back and watch that video from earlier on YouTube or Twitch um, or Facebook and watch it there. Here we are discussing SmackDown before we dive into Rampage. But thank you so much for joining us thank and everything you. like that. Um, but hey, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this because I don't want to have PTSD on what the hell is going to happen. But OK, let's let's move on to some things I am happy about. OK, so and it's not because Hero is here. Um, it's the fact that we get to look at Zelina Vega. Yes. <laughs> so we had this match here, uh, like out on Devatasma with Zelina Vega um, versus Hit Rose, uh, Top Dollar, and uh, Ashanti Diodonis, and their mystery partner with B Fab out there ringside. So a lot of y'all speculated that it was going to be Mr. Carmelo Hayes. And I told y'all that it wasn't. I I yes, it did. You told me it wasn't. Uh, And y'all have no idea how excited I I was wrong. That that man was not a part of this. Y'all don't. I thought I wanted to drive. I thought I had to fly to where Sam lived and beat him up because he loved Hero. But thank God it did not happen. Uh, Praise the Lord. But Hero. Grab somebody who actually made his TV return this past week. Uh, well, technically last week, Sheamus. I mean, not Sheamus, but Shisuke Nakamura made his triumphal return, and uh, he was a part of Hit Row's team, which definitely was spoiled for me as well because they did announce who his partner, who that partner would be. And honestly, not mad at it. I thought it was really interesting, but. They didn't know picking up the win um, with the help and the assist of Shinsuke Nakamura being out there. It was really cool. It was straight. Wasn't really expecting, you know, like all different times with taboos, you know, but it it happened. And now it's kind of like hit roll. It's kind of like hit roll is like one and one with. You know, they got a different attachment. So I think somewhere down the line, this feud is going to continue where maybe next time we see a match is going to be Zelina and B Fab getting in the ring with each other, maybe. Who knows? I mean, the men have been fighting. The women have not. You know, they've done some things outside the ring to each other, but not necessarily inside the ring where it's actually like a one-on-one match. So, I mean, who knows what transpired? I think maybe maybe somewhere down the line it could happen. Um, Nikki says that it should have been Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ricochet is gonna be occupied with somebody else. Yeah. Um, so Stephanie, Hero, there which with Shisuke Nakamura, and Legado de Fantasma. What did you think? Did you expect Hit Row to win? No, I did not expect for Hit Row to win. Um, because it just felt like Legato would, you know, when they debuted yeah. with Zelina, they basically, you know came out swinging and hitting you know and swinging for the fences mm-hmm. so to so i guess hit row had to get their lick back but i yeah. didn't expect them to get their lick back so soon um with shinsuke but either way i mean i'm glad but if they do continue this feud i do hope that they do and i wouldn't mind seeing zelina and bfab um mm-hmm. fight even though i've only seen bfab fight maybe once um, and that was on NXT. She huh? ru- no, she wrestled twice against Electra Lopez, twice to be exact. Oh, okay. Well, I only saw the first one. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I only saw the saw one of their encounters. 
But so Natty at a live show too. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. But you know, if that's the case, and if her and Zelina want to fight, they can fight, and I think that would be really cool. Um, I think it would be really cool. But at least, at least Hit Row got their look back, and hopefully, this won't be the end of them and Legado del Fantasma because I actually like the battle of the factions here. Um, that's going on and plus anytime I get to see Zelina Vega who I wrote an article about on www.toppod.com you can check it out um, anytime I get to see her on screen mm-hmm. I'm always happy so <laughs> I am screaming Nana said honestly can these two factions feud with anyone else because they've been feuding since 2021 with each other well with Hit Row being released let's be honest their feud pretty much stopped and uh, yeah. went from there. I mean, like, I don't know if it has but still been here, you know. So I just think that they kind of just picked back up with their feud on the main roster. Um, and I think that eventually this is going to die down and they're all going to go off to wrestle and feud with other other people and other factions and different things like that. So, I mean, it's very possible. I just think that, right, Sam, shut up. Okay. And then you also have to take into account the fact that not everyone knows that they feuded on NXT Mm -hmm. because not everyone that consumes SmackDown and Raw consumes NXT. So not everyone is up on that sort of history. So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. That's true. Um, As we move on, because like I said, Ricochet is going to be occupied with somebody else. So LA Knight um, was backstage with uh, Kayla Braxton. They were chit-chatting for a little bit, but he gets interrupted by none other than, like I said, Ricochet, who seems, uh, I love the Uchiha shirt that he's wearing. I don't, I don't, I, I give him props to, to rocking the Uchiha's. That's like my other, that's like my anime clan, to be honest. So. What I, is I, that? Is that a show? Oh, <laughs> So the Uchiha is, is a part of Naruto. So okay. it's like anime wise. So Okay. Yeah, but they're like one of the most powerful like clans in Naruto. And they have sharing guns and they take each other's eyes and they sometimes kill their whole family. But they they are really strong people. I will say that. And I love them. So I am a part of the Uchiha clan and, and all the other stuff there. That's only for like Naruto fans that know that and everything like that, which is our few people that I know that do watch in here as well. But it seems if like Ricochet and LA Knight might be in a possible feud with each other, honestly. And, and, I, and I don't hate it. It gives Ricochet something to do, you know, and it gives a lot of a lot more presence to LA Knight and so that he he can maneuver on and you know wrestle other people and different things like that. So I'm not I'm not mad at what transpires with this here. Uh maybe they'll have a match next week or maybe they will you know work on continue to build up this feud with these with these two. Um but Stephanie are you are you looking forward to a match with um Ricochet and LA Knight? I am I am looking forward to it because, of course, you know, L.A. is going to be fighting Ricochet, who is kind of like a, like a standard in terms of SmackDown at this point. Mm-hmm. But Ricochet kind of disappeared for a minute because I think the really the last time we saw him, 
He well, he was fighting for contention for the IC title, but I would have liked it if he stayed down in NXT and fought Carmelo Hayes one more time. Yeah, that but I guess not. <laughs> I just think that was just a one-off just for that one time because it all started on social media and then people really wanted that match to happen. So, but it and it did, good, though. and he lost. So, like I said, he would. But it but was a really good match, though. I it was. It was a great opening. I will say that it was a really good opening. Um, and they they went out there and they did their thing. Mm-hmm. But Melo don't miss. Um, sure don't. <laughs> As we move on to a match that I could care less about, uh, Mad Cross <laughs> and Karrion Cross. Um, I guess Karrion needed something to do while Drew McIntyre was not there, and well, he choked out um, Mad Cow Moss while Scarlet Breeze on a man forehead, and um, yeah, that was the end of the match because it didn't last that long. <laughs> yeah. Poor Ma- Mac. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Ooh, you and your woman lose tonight. That's safe. Oh, God. Why you got to do that? Santana. <laughs> I don't believe. That was rude. That was rude. Not the couple lose tonight, Lord. That is depressing. I cannot believe you did that to them. Absolutely not. They did it to themselves. They shouldn't have went out there and lost. That's on them. Absolutely not. The disrespect. A couple that lose together stay together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) True loser love. I tell you that. Put your L's up. That hurt my feelings. Put your L's up. Okay. Jesus. Put your L's up, L's in the chat to the losers to the night. Just saying, but but there is something that I did want to say that mm-hmm. I liked. There's an encounter that I loved between Carrie and Scarlet. It's like she was after he won their match, it was almost like she was just staring at him and he and he pulled her closer and it made me happy. I was just like, that's my kind of couple stuff right there. Child, these two demonic people. But they're but they're demonic together and it's hot, okay? <laughs> I miss oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. They they were just big big ill gang. Ill ill ill. Yes, but Carrion <laughs> and Scarlet though. Oh, they worship each other and I love it. I love to look at it. I am so creeped out. Uh, Emma was going against Robert. <laughs> she still lost. They put her in that position to come out there and lose. They could have let her win by disqualification or something. But they did. Anyway, speaking of winners, Ray Mysterio was in the building Ooh. tonight. And of course, you know, he's talking about getting ready in regards to like his match that he's supposed to have with Gunther uh, next week to be exact. And well, it didn't last long because they jumped that man. And I don't like how he grabbed on that man's face like that. I, don't I really like don't. Like, they really jumped that man and attacked him. and was like, oh, so you're happy? You think you're going to win and all this and that? You're going to find out next week that you are nothing but a loser and all this and that stuff like that. So we do know that next week, um, Rey Mysterio will face Gunther for the, well, Gunther, for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know how this is going to go, but if Rey Mysterio beats uh, Gunther for this title, 
I'm gonna celebrate. Me Not too. Nothing is wrong with with uh, Gunther holding his title. Holding his title. Nothing is wrong with that. But what else are they gonna have them do with Imperial Wise as of right now? Like, what are they gonna do? I mean, they can't keep feuding with the brawling Bruce. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got a few with some other people. You know, they got to do something else. You know what I'm saying? So, no, don't count out Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is great at what he does. He's 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 defeated some people that we probably never would have thought he would have defeated. So, I, I want to count him out. I, I I will pray for his chest. I will say that, but right because they chopped him tonight backstage, tore his shirt off and chopped him one time. I I, I would definitely pray for that man. Hallelujah. Uh, would you say, would you want Seth versus Ray Survivor Series? Mm. I mean, we've already had Seth and Ray have their own feud anyway. He had him losing the eye and all that stuff or whatever. But I mean, if it so happens that we get Ray and uh, Gunther, well, Ray and Seth for Survivor Series, then okay. But we get Gunther and Seth, I think it'd be quite interesting, though. Yeah, it I feel really like- would be. Yeah, I feel like Gunther and Seth would 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 like be awesome. Yeah, that's very true. But it also depends on like how they're planning to. But it also depends on what how they're planning to do this title versus title match thing too, though. Because I mean, right. I think about it, depending on how Crown Jewel goes for a lot of people, some people are going to be leaving with their titles, and some are going to be leaving without them. So. It really just depends. And plus, who knows if Seth is going to be going on the way to the virus is holding the United States title when him and Mustafa, Mustafa Ali has a freaking feud going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who knows? But that match is happening next week. Like I said earlier, Liv Morgan and Sonya Deville will be in a no disqualification match next week as well. So, don't know what's going to happen there, but I don't know. Maybe Liv will put set a bat on fire and beat Sonya with it since she wants to be extreme and shit. Um, I hope she do do that because that would be awesome. She might. That know. would that would really rise my barriers if she set a bat on fire and it started to beat. I would love that in a very weird place. Rise your berries? Yeah, it would rise my berries. What does that mean? It would make me happy. Why you can't just say it would make you happy? What is with because, these because phrases? Because I like because I like saying it, it would rise my berries. What's wrong with that? Nobody, I don't, well, I'm not going to say nobody. I don't know what that means. I, I thought that was a ritual or something that you was trying to imply or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just said, I hope Ray wins next week. Gunther won the title four months ago in his only third match with Elite. All things must come to an end. That is right. And all things must come to an end while this is on my screen. Because, um, the Undisputed Dodi Tag Team Championships will be on the line at Crown Jewel. The Usos versus Pete Bush slash all these other people and Ridge Hollins. <sighs> if that man win that tag title, y'all don't have to say nothing else to me. Don't even talk to me. Don't even breathe. Don't even breathe. I'm, I'm putting my shades on. I'm, I'm turning on my phone for the whole for the whole weekend. Like, don't even talk to me if these people if if Pete and the win. I swear to them. It's time to split those tag titles. I mean, eventually they will, but as of right now, this is for the undisputed tag team titles. So that means that both these titles gonna be on on Butch and Ridge Hollins. And I hope and pray that this is a this is the moment in time that I feel like something 
has to transpire for between for the Usos. Either Jimmy and Jay are not on the same page. Either Sammy comes out there and tries to assist, but ends up costing them the match. There has to be something that goes like extremely interesting in this match. I don't know, but I can't necessarily say. Um, but whatever happens, I'm hoping that the right team wins. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, as we move on, closing out of SmackDown, of course, Bray Wyatt he comes out to address his demons, and he he pled, he he was pleading in the fact of that this is the real him. No smoke and mirrors. Nothing like that of that nature, not hiding behind no mask, nothing. This is the real him. This is who Bray Wyatt is. But we turn our attention to the Titantron, and there's a whole video vignette. And someone who we finally get to meet, allegedly, Uncle Howdy. Now, this is a mask. Of a person that is still talking behind a mask. And this mask looks very realistic that I really thought this was somebody's face. Like we just like, you know, you know, um, like the monster effect, like makeup effect, you know, Halloween stuff on their face and stuff like that. But this is actually a mask that somebody is wearing behind this. Don't know who this is that it could be, but. This is Uncle Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I'm a little petrified. I tell you Me that. Too. I don't like this. Is something that I've I feel like I'm watching a miracle horror story or something. Like every week, there is different things that are happening, and the buildup and anticipation of trying to figure out who are all these people that Bray is bringing in and and utilizing and. And how many other family members are we going to be introduced to and different things like that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we can say that the fiend is Bo Dallas and Haxes is Joe Gacy and Mercy is is Grayson Wilder, but until these people, until they pop up, then I'll believe it. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. Uncle Howdy is supposed to supposedly Bo Dallas. They also said this could be Randy Orton, but at this point, I don't know who the hell it could be. I'm just gonna be like a fan and just patiently wait until they reveal who is who. I'm not going to make no speculations anymore. I'm not going to say anything. Just whatever happens, whoever this is, whoever the other members of, of, of the Y6 that we get to meet and everything, I'm excited for it. And we close out SmackDown with, with that. Yeah, this creeped me out. <laughs> like this absolutely creeped me out. And then it was weird because on the hat is like you have a crown of thorns, which of course has biblical um mm-hmm. is a biblical reference to Jesus on the cross. And then it's just him dressed up in a suit and a top hat, and it's just like with this really disfigured face, and it's just mm-hmm. like, what in the world? are you talking about and then when he was talking about how you got rid of this person it showed like flashes of the theme but Mm -hmm. then it showed other stuff too and i'm just like including another qr code and i Mm -hmm. am just shook and i'm still intrigued but i'm still very much shook as to what all this means and if this means that like bray wyatt is in conflict with himself or in conflict with his past 
because he keeps trying to come out as himself but then these other characters keep trying to pull him backwards and i'm just trying to figure out like what why is there this tug of war like, like what is a, going on like split personalities you know what i'm saying it's like gray mm-hmm. is trying to prove to the world and his name is that this is the real him while other versions of him are telling him like no this is not who you are this is who you think you are and who you think you want to be mm-hmm. but we are the real you and a lot of times when you're dealing with those voices in your head or smoking mirrors things like that happen and you 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 lose sight on on who is really who it kind of has you it kind of you know leads him to being confused but i think the slow build up that we're getting with Bray Wyatt and every week we're getting something new something different is really showing that he really has full creative control on what he's bringing what he's going what is he well what he is bringing to this character Bray Wyatt this is like a whole other level but Dodie Please drop that bad theme song. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask y'all one time to drop Bray Wyatt's new theme song on Apple Music. That's all I'm going to ask. I'm not going to ask next week. <laughs> so it better be up there by tonight. Thank you. But yeah, so I don't know. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. And, and it's like... <sighs> Every week is something else that transpires, something else that happens. And I'm excited to see what Bray Wyatt has. I'm very intrigued. I'm very interested. Uh, My eyes are glued. I'm turning everybody down to listen to what he has to say because I don't want to miss anything. Mm -hmm. And so that he leaves us like this for SmackDown until next week. If we see Bray Wyatt again, Um, we might, we we may, who knows? We may see him on Monday Night Raw, maybe see him back on SmackDown. Who knows? But that's pretty much SmackDown, you guys. Um, SmackDown will be is pre-taped next week, so it may be so spoilers out. If you want to go look at them, you can. But we'll be definitely here next week to talk about SmackDown. But let's move on into Rampage. Ladies Don't look at the spoilers, guys. Don't, please. Not up in here. Okay. But Rampage is Stephanie's uh, domain, and I will sit on the sidelines. Take me out the oh. game. All right. So we start Rampage, and Rampage was live. Um, in the Mohegan Sun Arena, which I found out is in Connecticut, which is very funny because WWE would go to Mohegan Sun all the time and I would never know where it was. But now I know where it's at. So, yeah, this was live. And the show started with um, John Moxley, the AEW world champion, making his um, wild interest to his beautiful theme song for his eliminator match between, um, well, with... Matt Menard, aka Daddy Magic, um, from the Jericho Appreciation Society. But then he also had Angelo Parker out there to help. And this and this dude just didn't know how to stay out their business. This match was pretty um hard hitting for the most part. Um it showed a lot of John Moxley basically fighting Matt Menard or whatever, but Matt Menard proving that he, you know, really did want to become a part of the eliminator um 
tournament or whatever. But then, like I said, um, Angelo Parker kept interfering on his behalf. And there was one point where John Moxley had tried to like jump outside of the ring. He was outside of the ring, but then the but then Matt was distracting the referee, and then Angelo. Um, hit him with a clothesline from the outside, and then they just kept fighting on the outside until they came back in. And after that point, um, it was just really irritating for me because I was just like, referee, you see the, you see what this dude is trying to do. You see Angelo Parker is trying to interfere, and you just, you're just not sending him away. Like, why aren't you doing your job, ref? But either way, um, the match continued to go on. There was even one point where John Moxley actually tried to bite Matt Menard's face. And I'm just like, ew, don't do that. But after that point, um, Moxley did get the win after hitting his um, um, finisher. And as he was celebrating his win, it got interrupted. But well, his his celebration got interrupted by Stokely Carmichael, who basically told them to turn his music off. Um, and then he said that I know John Mox. He was like John Moxley. I know you want to beat my ass and stuff, but you can't, and you ain't gonna do Nathan, not nothing, but Nathan. Um, and he came out there with Lee Moriarty, um, Tiger style, and Lee Moriarty, and said that, um, essentially that he was going to challenge him and show him what Tiger style actually meant. And he showed him like a visual aid on the screen, and on the screen it showed like a little vignette of all of um, Lee Moriarty's moments that he's had in his matches. And it showed him talking to John Moxley while wearing a TLC No Scrubs t-shirt. I believe it was a No Scrubs t-shirt, if I'm not mistaken. But it was still cute, you know, regardless if you're an R&B head like me. Um, but, yeah, um, Lee Moriarty challenged him next week. And, of course, John Moxley accepted it. And he said, look, you may have a great career now, but you'll wish you never, you know, started it you know once you get into the ring with me and he accepted his challenge so next week we have John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty and that was basically the end of that match and segment but John Moxley did get the win over um Matt Menard so San how did you feel about this match I mean it was a great opening per usual I just think that was just <clears throat> I don't think there was any blood in this match um it was not which, which is a shocker to me. I thought they would have got some cleanups, you know, a little mop on the side of the ring to, you know, prepare for all the blood that was going to be dripping out because Joe Moxley obviously loves blood. He needs to go to, like, um, you know, one of them blood testing sites where they drip your blood and everything and give it away, you know, like the one of them blood, blood, blood drops. That's it. He didn't go there because he always dropping out a whole bunch of blood. But I think this was a really good match um, opening up the show and everything. Um, Lee Marotti, it's, I don't really see him that often like that. Yeah, me know? neither. And so it's like it's really interesting to see, you know, that he wants to actually be in a match with John Moxley. And – I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that it's it's time that Lee Moratti does get the recognition that he deserves. I think he's a, a great talent. I think he's a phenomenal wrestler. Um, really, really, really great wrestler, I will say that. And, I mean, you have someone like John Moxley who's just, like, a total badass, ready to beat anyone down, brawler, all this and that. So <clears throat> I'm very interested to see how this match transpires next week. I will say that. But, nonetheless, it was a great opening, and Stokely looks like, somebody's little brother that wouldn't told 
his big brother leave that somebody was jumping him on the playground, to be honest. Like, it really looks like that, but mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mama, tell my mama. Yep, that's what he looked like. Um, <laughs> but after that, we got um, a little bit of a, um, well, not really a statement. They went to commercial and they came back and Keith Lee came out and made his interest and he was going on to fight Serpentico and um, they just showed that he was going to be in action. But then once he got in the ring, his opponent was there. Um, and this match was short. Literally, it was short. Maybe not even like not even five seconds, because as soon as Serpentico tried to jump on him, Keith Lee caught him and hit him with the spirit bomb for the one, two, three. And that was it. Literally a squash match. A squash match. And then they roasted Serpentico on commentary and basically said that this that the replays for this match would be longer than the match itself. And I was like, yeah, dang. I mean, that's honest. That's really true. This match was you blink or you turn around mm-hmm. and once you hear the bell ring, literally. And I don't I mean, there's not much you can really say about this match. But I think the real situation took place after the match. That was oh, yes. the situation that happened after the match lasted longer than the match. Yes, and I'm gonna get to it. Um, so at this point, after the match ends, you know, Tony Shavani, you know, walks up there and um tries to start an interview with Keith Lee because of course him and Swerve Strickland, that guy, um, have qualified to be the number one contenders for the AEW um world tag team titles. But before Keith Lee could get a word out, the tag team champions, the acclaimed, came out there and there was no rapping going on this time, sadly. Um, but they rolled under the ring ropes and said, Look, we have a bone to pick with you. Um Billy Gunn was with us, but then all of a sudden he disappeared last night or this morning, and we don't know where he went. And they tried to front Keith Lee about it, but Keith didn't know nothing about it at all. He doesn't know where Billy Gunn could have gone. But then you hear in the distance some really evil laughter. And of course, it was coming from Swerve Strickland. And in the video, you can see like he had a dark background, but then he had a light on at one point again. And he said, and he was basically saying that at this point, he was going to, you heard a voice in the background while Swerve was talking and then Swerve turned around and he had Billy Gunn tied up in a chair. And he said that he was basically going to torture him. And when you see him next week, he won't have like a couple of body parts left. And he was laughing in his ear and he took what looked like it wasn't, are they pliers? What what is this tool? And they were pliers to be. Yeah, they look like pliers. He took some pliers and it looked as if, you know, he was motioning as if he tried to injure or break one of his fingers where he wouldn't be able to do the whole scissor scissor me thing, especially on his birthday next week, which I think is really disrespectful. Um but Swerve basically was just doing this to play mind games with the acclaimed. And once the acclaimed saw this, they ran away from the ring, took their titles, and Keith Lee just looked befuddled the entire time. He had no clue what was going on. So yeah, his partner is just out being evil. And you got this dude who also called himself a music mogul in his promo too. And I'm just like, sweetheart, no, you're not. You're just not. Um, you're not a music mogul. Um, this turn is 
is intriguing with him as a heel, but it's pretty clear in real life he's a heel to me. And yeah. all I'll say is long live BRP50. <laughs> and that's it. So yeah. Um I feel sorry for Keith Lee though, because he really did not know that he was out there acting like that. He really was lost. That man is but, going through it. Yeah, I'd be going through it too if I was getting drug all over the internet. Yeah, I mean like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're getting attacked because sorry. of something that your your partner is doing without you even knowing what the hell is going on. You don't know what this man is doing. Oh, you were talking about like Keith. That. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean Swerve, listen, Swerve 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 been getting dragged when that, you know, five hundred list for black black wrestlers came out. The BRP fifty. Yeah. He was he was she was getting dragged over that. He got dragged over because his comments that he made. There's, 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 I mean, people are more interested in what this man has to say outside of the ring than what he's doing on AEW. I tell you that much. And he's turned some people off and some people, some people still like him. And like Mika said, there's nothing interesting about Swerve. Some people like him, some people still don't. And, and I mean, it just is what it is, but it, 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 to, to, to utilize some pliers to cut somebody's, to break somebody's finger because you don't want them to do the whole scissoring thing has got to be the most craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I have actually no idea, but. It's so evil. It is, but we'll it's find out next week that man hands gone, a finger gone or something. <laughs> I hope Billy Gunn took the pliers and just took took one of his teeth out. Oh, it reminds <laughs> me of oh my god! What is a movie that I saw? Where somebody used somebody's use the pliers to take somebody's teeth out? Good lord! You're better than me because I thought it's about scandal. No, oh no! This was actually GTA Five when Trevor was torturing that man in that in that room or whatever, and he used the pliers to like take his teeth out. Like, well, I said up to. Well, there was a few. There was like, it's like he was pulling out the wisdom tooth back here or something. Like, this listen, I feel as if, like, honestly, <laughs> that's how they used to pull people teeth back in the day when they didn't have dentists. If you oh. if you find the tooth pool, you get some pliers, snatch that thing out. Goth vegan said this some Papa Pope behavior. Exactly. <laughs> Scandal all day. Except that wasn't him, that was Huck who would torture sure. people. This is awful. This feels like an extra on smile. It might be. I mean, listen, you gotta promote the movie that's out. If you haven't seen Smile, definitely say go see it. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Please. <laughs> Okay, so next we have some women's wrestling, and this was Madison Rain, the wrestling coach, versus Ty Mello. Now, of course, Ty Mello challenged Madison Rain um, this past Wednesday um, during Chris Jericho's um, promo, um, saying that he's going to challenge everyone, um, and basically that the Jericho Appreciation Society was going to challenge everyone for everything. Um, at a certain point, so so basically, in this time, Ty decided that she was going to challenge Madison. So mm-hmm. this match was pretty good, and they actually had you know more time than than they would usually have for a yeah. match, which I think is better because last week they actually had more time as well for the women. 
um, mm -hmm. with Willow and La and Layla. So I was glad that they're still continuing with this pattern. I hope they keep it going um, for the women. Um, this match was pretty good. Um, it seemed like for the first part of it, um, Ty was kind of taking advantage of Madison Rain, but then during like the middle part of the match, it felt like Madison Rain really was trying to take advantage of um, Ty, but then they were they were wrestling outside of the ring a little bit as well and on the apron. And then there was one point where Sammy Guevara tried to get involved and was actually yelling at Madison Rain, and I was just like, I'm gonna need for you to stay out of her business, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there was one point where Ty Mello actually posed after she threw Madison Rain into the barricade, and then of course Sammy Guevara kissed her and all that. But in the midst of that, there was even one um, point where Rain actually hit a cutter from the top rope. And that was really cool to look at. And there were just like there was just lots of impressive points in this match, especially various pinning combinations from Ty. Um, but in the end, Ty Mello wound up winning with the Ty um, KO. And of course, she celebrated with Sammy after that point, And that was it. Also, Aubrey was refereeing, and she had on some different shoes today. But either way, it was it was <laughs> fine. Um, it was different than her usual all-black shoes, I will say that. Um, it was kind of different. But either way, Ty Mello wound up winning this match. So, San, how did you feel about this? Like, is Madison Rain here to, like, lose? Like, I don't know. I mean, I know she's supposed to be the coach and everything, but it's like she's supposed to be the one that's kind of there to assist with putting over – other talent basically i mean because it seems like she hasn't even had a win since she's coming to uh aw so i mean like maybe maybe she's there to assist with putting over talent but i mean i enjoy the fact that this match was a little lengthy than than usual um oh she said so she has a two three um ranking well win loss rank Record. okay all right got it um Mm, it's average, I guess. I don't know. But I, I do enjoy the fact that they did have like a lengthy match. A lot of times we don't really see that much that often. A lot of times a match like this probably in like three minutes, two minutes tops at that. Maybe even a minute, you know. But to see that actually got a little a little lengthy. Um, you got to see a little you got to see like the the veteran of Madison Rain against someone like a Ty, a Ty Mello who is, you know, still a younger talent, you know, still, I wouldn't say Ty Mello is like the best wrestler, but she's able to put on a match. Maybe mm -hmm. not the best match, but she's at, she's able to be utilized to go out there and do something. As long as she avoid injuring people, I will say that. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, it was it was nice for 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 the length and uh, the fact that she got a win over Madison Rain and uh, Aubrey in these bowling shoes or whatever. I don't know. Um, it was a highlight of the night though, but it was really it was really cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So don't know what's gonna happen next. I guess they challenging everybody. Don't even know what that means, but I guess they're gonna go out there and fight everybody for a match or whatever. Whatever you. You you hold up a poster. Come on, let's have a match. Uh -huh. At this point, 
But yeah, Ty wound up winning. And then we actually did see a clip from Jade Cargill talking smack at um, Nyla Rose while she was in the gym doing pull-ups, looking absolutely fantastic, mm -hmm. like she always does. Um, and she was saying, so I'm in the gym working out and you're wearing my title and you're probably just sitting at home eating food and... <sighs> Um, just being gross or whatever, but she was like, I'm in the gym working on my physique and you better bring me my title back. And so she's actually defending her title against uh, Marina Shafir, the problem next week, mm -hmm. um, next Wednesday. And a part of me is just like, why? Because you've already beaten her, but okay. Um, I but, clean though. Like, huh? I don't think that it would... I mean, it could end clean, but it also could end it. I mean, how are you going to defend a title that you don't have? Yeah, that's that's my question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so she's basically, you know, warning Nyla Rose to give her her title back, you know, or else I guess she'll just go get it. Um, but yeah, this segment was still really cool though, because watching Jade do pull ups like it doesn't bother her was just really awesome. And you plus, are. I just know what pull ups do to me; they hurt. Um, <laughs> So, yes, ma'am, you better do it. I, mm -hmm. uh, she's just such a vision. I love her. Um, <laughs> huh? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we go to the main event um, with TNT champion Warlow versus the Kingdom's Matt Taven, who was making his in-ring debut on AEW, mm -hmm. alongside his partners, um, Maria Canellas Bennett and Mike Bennett. They have all signed with AEW at this point, and... Matt Taven said that, of course, um, he was a TV champion in Ring of Honor at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and so he said that he couldn't wait to win the title so that he could become the Taven um, national television champion. And I thought that was really interesting um, and a nice play on words. But Wardlow was like, dude, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, do you know who I am? I will slam you and slam you again. Like, and nah, also, huh? He was like, nah, it's not going down that way. But here's my thing, though. This was my first time really listening to Wardlow speak, speak, and I was just like, bro, why is his talking voice so attractive? <laughs> why is his speaking voice so attractive? Dang, Wardlow. Okay, I just never knew that. But yeah, the match got started, and it was pretty good. Um, for the most part, you just had a lot of action from both men, even though, of course, Taven had the X Factor with both of his teammates out there. And there were a couple of moments where Maria was trying to distract and be um, the distracting manager that we know her so well to be, you know, on in the independence mostly, but not on WWE, um, but in the independence where she was trying to distract the referee with all of her devilish good looks and stuff. But then it's like, Taven would just take advantage of that and just, you know, beat up on War Daddy and all the stuff that he's got going on. Um, there was even a point where Taven even jumped out on him while Maria was trying to goad Wardlow into hitting her. And I'm just like, bruh, that's so terrible. He's not going to hit you. <laughs> like, he's not going to hit you. Why are you, why are you even playing like that? But then after a certain point, they got back in the ring and Wardlow um, caught a hold to Taven and he conducted his powerbomb symphony um, and hit four before stepping on his opponent in order to retain his TNT title. So he got his title back, um, but 
he didn't even get a chance to celebrate because Michael Bennett came out and proceeded to attack him and his bad leg after the match. And then Samoa Joe, um, the ROH television champion, came out and helped him um, and tried to assist him as he was getting beat up. But then we heard some more music and Powerhouse Hobbs came out. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs came out and he started um walking towards the ring and then him and um Samoa Joe were having a little bit of a stare off but then the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage proceeded to attack the rest of them in the ring and then um Powerhouse Hobbs got in on the action as well and they were all just basically jumping everybody in the ring and so um, then they picked up both the titles. Brian Cage gave off the impression that he wanted the um, the Ring of Honor television title. And then Powerhouse Hobbs picked up the TNT title. And that is basically essentially, and that's essentially how um, Rampage ended. So it was a pretty stellar um, show. So Santana, how did you feel about this match and this segment? And how do you feel about the kingdom? Um, well, I'm used to seeing them over in Impact anyway, you know, and I know they, you know, they're very popular amongst like NWA as well. So, I mean, like I seeing them over in, um, AEW, um, it's like they're going to continue to keep their same, you know, same shenanigans that they've been doing anyway. So nothing about that. I mean, they're a great tag. I will say that they really are a great tag team. I will say that. Um, but to see Taven wanted to do something the singles side of things was quite interesting to me enough. But it's nice to see that Warlow have a match. It was it was going really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but Powerhouse Hall making a return um was not on my radar tonight at all whatsoever. Because we do know that I mean at one point like I want to say like either last year or early this year when we've had like a little interaction between Warlow and Powerhouse Hall. These are two big guys, you know, there's a lot of things that can really transpire and they're both powerhouses as well. So I I mean if he wants to come after that TV, the TNT title, I mean, hey, he might be the one to take it off Warlow. But with Brian Cage, I don't too much care about him at all whatsoever, to be honest. Um, but I don't know if he's gonna take that title off Samoa Joe. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't have no faith in it at all whatsoever. But with, with Powerhouse Hobbs, depending on how it could go, I mean Powerhouse Hobbs, that title does kind of look nice on him. I will say that. So I yeah, mean, I agree. It looks kind of nice him holding it up and everything. So I mean, if, if it if it boils down to it, where Powerhouse Hobbs takes the title from Warlow, then hey, it is what it is. But Brian Cage beating Samoa Joe, no. Yeah, he might as well go ahead and put the title back down and, and just get <laughs> after it. I'm sorry. It's not happening. No. Yeah, Samoa Joe's built different. I don't think he's going to take that seriously. Very much so. <laughs> Yeah, but Powerhouse Hobbs as TNT champion is actually something I could get into if mm-hmm. um, if I didn't somewhat feel that I feel like he should possibly participate in the Eliminator Tournament yeah. leading up to full gear because I just really need more black men in the tournament because, yeah, yeah there should be black men competing for the big title as well. It shouldn't just be the same people right. that we see all the time competing for the AEW world title like like him. Well, they, 
they announced Dante Martin as like the first person to be a part of it. So I, I thought that was really good. Yeah, um, that is good. Was, you know, so shout out to him, you know. Yeah, and Ethan Page is also in it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so they are utilizing different talent, but you know, I just want I just want men of color to be, you know, a cre- to actually, you know, pose a credible threat. Yeah. You know, for the world title because they deserve it at this point. It's they been do. 3 years, guys. Don't let it be 15 or 20 or 60. Come on now. <laughs> Don't make the mistakes of your predecessors. But, you know, that's how Rampage ended, so it was okay. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, eventually I think somewhere down the line it'll probably get to that point where, you know, we end up seeing like our black, you know, world champion maybe somewhere down the line. We might. It's very possible depending on um, who Tony Khan feels he feels could be comfortable with bringing a lot of attention to his company, mm-hmm. especially a person of color at that. So it really just depends on him. I mean, he's been, he has high sights on Jade Cargill because she has star power and she looks like, and she brings attention to, you know, that TBS title. So if he can have a, another, you know, wrestler who is, you know, a person of color to become champion or, or trusting enough to look like they belong in a world title, Position then hey, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then I, I don't I don't know. Um Joseph said this was a straightforward rampage next now next week, uh rampage. Mike Tyson will be on an announcement team. So please hold all your tongue twisters, ladies and gentlemen, because we already know how Mike Tyson's gonna be. Also, the All Atlantic Championship, whoever is it is on Wednesday can pick his title defense on Rampage. That yeah. is true, that is also happening. So yeah, it's a lot of things happening next week, guys. Um and I'm 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 interested to see what what transpired. To be honest, mm-hmm. I really do. I will say that, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much close out Rampage and of course SmackDown as well. Uh, we do thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. This this is a very tiring night. I tell you that much. I am ready to go night night, and I know Stephanie is too. Um, but we do appreciate you guys for coming in to hang out with us on your Friday night, going into Saturday morning. Uh, Stephanie, let everyone know where they can find you at. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Um, you can find me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Um, and just continue to support the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Listen to all 106 of my episodes that I have because the show is currently under construction um, as I continue to figure out how to evolve the show um, to a better standing and create better content for the wrestling family and the wrestling community. And just continue to support Women's Wrestling Talk and read my article um, on the top five Zelina Vega moments on www.talkpod.com. Woo-hoo. And of course, as for me, you can always find me on Google, Drian Santana, D-R-U-N-E. That's where you're going to always find me. Um, definitely make sure you check out the website, www.talkpod.com. Articles are going out each and every day, so you don't want to miss any of the news content that's going out, opinionated pieces that's going out, and top files like Stephanie writes. So definitely don't want to miss any of those that's going out on the website. Definitely check it out. 
Um, we got some things coming up towards the end of the year, you guys. Um, and I hope you guys stay tuned for that. Definitely make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at WD Talk Pod. Everywhere. Okay. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. So once again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us um, on tonight. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Till next time. See you guys next week. <laughs> see you. Good night. Good morning. <laughs> women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.